Uh, welcome as we come to worship today at our all-in um, service. Um, so there's no program for kids today, so it's a little bit more uh, interactive as we move thing, through things today uh, as well. So welcome whether you're here uh, in person or indeed um, joining us uh, online. We bid you a warm welcome um, to St. Columbus, Daravongi. This is the first Sunday in Lent, um, a season that is penitential, a season where we reflect and think uh, on our stance before God. We reflect and on self-examination, I suppose is the words I'm looking for. We self-examine ourselves to see where our stance is before God as we approach um, that life-changing event um, of Easter. Um, Lent is a time whenever we focus in, uh, in that sense, around temptation, giving things up, taking things up, that sort of thing. So we're going to look a little bit about that today uh, as well. Uh, we hear some sentence of Scripture uh, from the book of James, um, chapter 1, as we begin today. It says this, when tempted, no one should say, God is tempting me, for God cannot be tempted by evil, nor does he tempt anyone. But each person is tempted whenever they are dragged away by their own evil desire. Never, uh, and then after desire has conceived, it gives birth to sin, and sin when it's full grown gives birth to death. So don't deceive yourselves, dear brothers and sisters. Every good and perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of heavenly lights. He does not change like shifting shadows. shadows. He chose to give us birth through the word of truth, that we might be kind of first fruits for all that he has created. That sense that God is unchanging. The God that we come to worship this morning is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And so the things that we will examine today from his word are as true today as the day that they happened. And they speak into our lives today. But we know that we come before him and his throne of grace with one voice and one purpose as we join together. Let's pray. Father God, thank you that you are present with us and that your presence with us brings the fullness of your measure. So wherever we find ourselves this morning, as we come before your throne of grace, may we lay our lives bare and receive what we need from you today. In your name we pray. Amen. Um, our reading um, today <clears throat> is going to be a little bit different as well. Um, it's from the Gospel of Luke um, in chapter uh, 4. Well, it's a little bit interactive, but you don't need to move from your seat <clears throat> to be involved in this. But you need to listen very carefully uh, to the words as I read it, okay? So there's actions for certain words. So whenever I say the word first, I want you to put one finger in the air and shout one. Let's practice that. First, one. If I said second, two. If I said third, three. That's it. And if I say the words wild animals, I want you to make the noise of a wild animal. You can choose whatever one you want to make, okay? So this will be a real eclectic mix of noise as we do this, okay? All right, so let's try it. Wild animals. Wow. Uh, fourth. Four, I held up three fingers. Four. Uh, rocks, clench your fists like this. Um, and then words, uh, we go, words. We're taking them to heart as we do that. Okay, let's run through these. First, second, third, wild animals. Fourth, rocks, words, wild animals. Fourth, Four. one. one, rocks, 
Okay, we're getting there. Now, you ready? Sitting comfortably and listening carefully. Before Jesus could begin his work, he had to go through a series of challenges. First, he went out into the wilderness where he had to survive all on his own with no one else around. Second, he had no food and he was out there for 40 days, so he felt very weak and hungry at the end of that time. Third, there were wild animals. Lots of wild animals. That was the third thing. Wild animals. And he had to trust God to keep him safe. Fourth, he had to face three difficult tests. See? No, no. Had to face three difficult tests. The first was this. Jesus was tempted to turn the rocks around around him into lovely, soft, fresh bread. As he was very hungry, this was a very difficult test. He could easily have done it with all the power that he had. He could easily have turned all of those rocks into all kinds of delicious food, but he didn't. Instead, he remembered these words. I see, you're a bit slow there now. All right. It takes more than bread to stay alive. We need to have God's life-giving words. The second test was this. Jesus found himself on top of the temple in the city and was tempted to make a spectacular jump so that God would send some angels to catch him so that he wouldn't even stub his toe on the rocks below. Yeah. People in the city would see it and they would prove that he was the son of God and that he couldn't die yet because he had a very special mission to do. Jesus remembered these words. Whatever you do, don't test God. Trust him. The third test happened like this. Jesus walked up onto the rocks, overlooking miles and miles of beautiful cities, and a voice said to him, you can have all of this, all of it. You can have and be in charge of it all, even the wild animals. All you have to do is worship me instead of God. Jesus could have had all the power in the world over all the cities and the people in them, and they would have been under his control. It was very tempting. But instead, Jesus said, worship God. He is the Lord of heaven and of earth, and he is the only one that we must ever worship. Jesus knew that he was already, had all the power in the world. He didn't have to prove it by leaping off those rocks. After this, God sent him angels to look after him and keep him safe from all the wild animals. Okay, very good. That was actually good participation. Now we're going to try to explain that um, a little bit. And to help me explain it, I need two volunteers. Now, this one, you look, you look, if I ask for volunteers, you look worried. I'm not sure why that is. Okay. Um, I had a wee conversation with somebody before church and she thought it would be good if um, she, um, if it was a father and daughter, um, took on this challenge. And that was Naomi Pedlo. And she volunteered her father to be a part of this challenge. <clears throat> Is everybody else okay with that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was a very quick answer. That was much quicker than some of the other answers that you were coming out with earlier. Uh, okay, so um, come on up. You have to come up as well, Naomi. 
It's a father. It's a father-daughter challenge. That's what we said. Come on. It is, it, it, is, it is actually, come on, it is actually quite enjoyable. This challenge involves sweets. Okay, so now here's a packet for you and here's a packet for you. I'd like you to, here's the challenge, turn around. You take a sweet out, don't put it in your mouth yet. Take a sweet out. The people in the front row are going to be the people that are going to keep an eye on you, okay? Now, you have to put the sweet in your mouth and keep it in your mouth without chewing it or eating it. And whoever keeps the sweet for the longest is the one that wins. Okay? All right? Not only do they get their packet of sweets, and they get the other person's packet of sweets. Okay? So, after three... Put the sweets in your mouth um, and start the challenge. One, two, three. Super. Now, you just let it sit there, okay? And people will keep an eye on them to see if they're swallowing them. Um, and every so often we will ask if it's still there and you have to prove it. So, while they're doing that, we're going to have a wee conversation about other stuff. <laughs> let me see your sweet. Uh, sure, still there? Okay, good. Okay, so, what is Lent? I'm not ask you to answer this. <laughs> answer, give, me, give me an answer. What, what is Lent? What do we think Lent is? A period of trial. Okay, anything else? It's a time before Easter. It's a period of 40 days. Okay, it's all of those things, isn't it? In Lent, there's this element of temptation. We heard that from our passage today, that Jesus was tempted. That's the passage that we use quite a bit during Lent. <laughs> a bit like these two are being tempted to eat their sweet at the moment, but they're being told that they're not allowed. Let me see your sweet. Oh, wow. Let me see your sweet. <laughs> I think I chose the wrong two people to do this. Because <laughs> they are determined. You can close your mouth. It's okay. They're, they are determined uh, that the other is going to beat the other, aren't you? Utterly determined. Okay. So, but is, so is temptation a good thing or a bad thing? So hands up, we think temptation is a good thing. Hands up, you think temptation's a bad thing. Okay, most people think it's a bad thing. And normally, uh, that comes probably because we think we have to resist temptation, doesn't it? From that line in the Lord's Prayer, lead us not into temptation, but deliver us this day. Um, we pray those prayers um, all the time. But sometimes temptation, we can be tempted to do a good thing. We can be encouraged. Often we use the word encouragement rather than being tempted or enticed to do what is right. Is it still there? Uh, is it getting harder? No? <laughs> okay. Uh, just some water to wash it down with. <laughs> um, so temptation is, we normally see temptation as a bad thing. Um, but what Jesus did in the wilderness whenever the devil tempted him um, what did he do in the wilderness whenever the devil tempted him, actually? What, what was it that he did? Can we remember? Want to hit? He prayed. Okay, yeah. And else? Hannah? He said there was a reason not to do it. Okay, yeah. Right? He quoted scripture. So all those things he prayed. He said there was reasons not to do it, and he quoted um, scripture around it as well. 
And that's really important, actually, because whenever we're tempted, we try to resist the temptation all by ourselves. Sweet still there? Let me see. Oh, okay. Get, <laughs> like stuff, it's getting harder. Still there, it's getting smaller, isn't it? It is. That's quite good. Um, I think I chose the right two people for this challenge, I'll tell you. Um, so temptation we see as a negative thing often. Um, something that we think we have to resist all by ourselves. What we can see from that passage of Scripture, from what Jesus did, that actually it's not about what we can do because actually he received power from on high. He used God's word. He spoke the faithfulness of God's word into his situation. To be able to do that, we need to know God's word, don't we? How can we know God's word? How can we know the Bible? Do we think? Reading it? Okay, yep. Anything else? Memorizing it? Yeah. I've told you the story about me getting my clothes dirty in a coat shed, memorizing uh, scripture and getting told off about it. Yeah. But yet, those are the moments, and those are often the little verses that come back um, to me. We can memorize um, scripture in lots of different ways, and sometimes we see it as a big thing, and it's really, really um, hard to do. But actually, if we take small chunks of it, just a little bit, um, I know someone who actually prints out or writes out little scripture verses and has them pinned on the wall or in the kitchen cabinet or in the bathroom cabinet. And so as they go to the bathroom cabinet every morning to get the razor out, they, as they open the cabinet door, there's a little verse of scripture printed on it and they're reading it. And over a period of time, it's committing it um, into their memory. And so it's not always a bad thing. A little phrase that we have. How are you doing? All right. <laughs> Naomi's giggling really hard because hers is currently about twice the size of David's. <laughs> okay. Um, so whenever we commit it um, to our memory, that's actually a really good thing to do because it's in those moments of temptation that we realize it's not about what I can do, it's how I set out the Word of God um, against it because it's in the Word of God that we find the power and the strength that we need. So, actually, in the, in the Church of Ireland, we use um, a phrase, read, mark, and inwardly digest it. Um, it's often in your preparation for confirmation. It's in one of our colleagues. Uh, so, if you bring up the next slide, um, here is what it says. Blessed Lord, you have caused Holy Scripture to be written in our learning. Grant that we may in such wise hear them, read, mark, learn, and inwardly digest them, that by patience and comfort of thy holy word, we may embrace and ever hold fast the blessed hope of everlasting life, which thou has given us in our Saviour, Jesus Christ. Holding fast to the Word of God is what will carry us through whenever we find ourselves in those moments of temptation. In other words, we don't need to invent anything new. And that's the really key point. Because whenever we face moments of temptation, whenever we face hardships in our lives, we often think we have to come up with something new or Really exciting to be able to stand against it. How are we doing? Oh, quite good. Don't make sure you don't drop it out of your mouth now, because that will be... Uh, oh, it's nearly gone. <laughs> it's nearly gone. <laughs> He's loving this. <laughs> um, um, so it's not, about com- it's not about inventing new things. It's not about thinking, well, I, I must come up with some elaborate plan to be able to stand against this temptation. 
Sometimes it's about the simple things. It's about asking God to help us in those moments. It's about being accountable to other people and saying to our friends or our family, I'm struggling with this at the moment. Would you be able to help me in that? It's about joining fellowship of the church. It's about worshipping together. It's about lifting our focus into another place. In other words, it's about getting to know Christ and making him better known. That's the little strap line that we have in this parish, isn't it? Getting to know Christ and making him better known. And whenever we do that, whenever we are on that journey, then we will find it easier to stand against the things that will bring us down. Because whenever we walk closely with Jesus, there's no room for the devil to draw close. Well, that's what it says in, it's not the words of me, it's the words of James chapter 4. Actually, it says, submit yourselves then to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Come near to God, and he will come near to you. American pastor John Mark Comer um, says that the devil can only tempt or trick us, not coerce or control us. Because as believers, as Christians, he has no power over us. Our power is found in Jesus Christ. And the devil has no power over him, as we've seen in our reading today. Scripture puts it a different way in 2 Peter 2, chapter 9, uh, verse 19. A person is a slave to whatever masters him or her. Whatever we allow to master us, we become a slave to it. We don't need to invent new and really massive big plans to stand against them. Pray. Seek help and trust God. As we said away earlier in our service, we come today to worship the God who is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And we stand on those promises, on the rock who is our Savior. Yep, still there. Oh, oh just about there. Oh, just about there. So what do we need to do today to help us make all of this happen to help enable us to stand against the temptations that we might face? Because Lent is a period of self-examination. It's not about busying ourselves with lots of other things. It's about pausing and taking time to seek God, putting him first in our lives in order that our lives are first and foremost glorifying him. And whenever that happens, things shift and things change for each one of us because his presence becomes so tangible around us and with us that it is unmistakable to everybody else around us. And that's the moment where we can resist the devil and come near to God. And in that moment, not inventing anything new, we find ourselves with all that we need. <laughs> she nearly has a whole suite, you know that, don't you? Like literally, there nearly is a whole suite in that tongue. Can we see? <laughs> it's not there. It's not there. Well done, Naomi. Naomi, take your father's sweets. <laughs> and go down the aisle like a champion. Off you go. Ew. 
to conclude today uh, with the first scripture we find in Romans chapter 15. May the God of hope fill you with all peace and joy as you trust in him that you might overflow with the Holy Spirit. And may the blessing of God Almighty, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit rest upon each one of us this day and forevermore. Amen. Amen. Amen.